Welcome, sports fans, to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Barnett Contracting, Baylor Line Foundation, Marineland Boating Center, Myatt Fuels, Schmoltz's Sandwich Shop, The Baylor Club, and UBO Business Services. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley. I just Matt Mosley, the Matt Mosley Show. It will take you all the way to 6 o'clock. Lots going on, lots of local. I was, uh, Aaron, I was uh, looking over the weekend. Looked like uh, Midway was involved, played some great softball. Um, of course, uh, Bosqueville did what we thought they would do the other day. Tom was broadcasting that ball game, so... Some really good stuff going on uh, locally, and uh, love keeping up with with the uh, what all's going on. I think it was Laney. I was seeing there was a, I was kind of reading up on how Midway was doing and and doing some great things. And uh, there was a lot of fun stuff over the weekend. Aaron uh, on Friday, of course, we had our was Thursday. I guess it was Thursday. We had our big Cinco de Mayo outing at Los Cucos. I've been telling everybody to go try those fajitas. The beef fajitas at Los Cucos, I've really been bragging on them. And so, uh, uh, Aaron, this is, uh, I know many times I've promised to bring you a plate. I think we kept the streak intact. I know, I think we (laughs) kept that streak intact. Aaron, I want you to put that on your list, though. That is a, uh, that's a place, if you want to get a little something to go, the uh, steak fajitas, I would say a lot of places specialize in the chicken fajitas. They're not always great on the beef fajitas. Los Cucos. The beef fajitas come first, from what I can tell, and uh, tremendous. In fact, I've been calling around our buddies over at uh, Baylor Line Foundation, Alan Holt. I told him he should go over and try those Kukos out. So, uh, our uh, I thought we thought we had a fun outing there, and lots of folks were dropping by. And Aaron, it's just always fun to be in those settings because you just find out how many people are listening to the program. If you ever wonder, Aaron, who's out there? Who's out there? All you have to do is kind of having an event at Los Cucos, and they all kind of gathering around. And then that green sauce. I got out of town and forgot to get my quart of green sauce. And uh, But I did see some of my car dealer buddies on the way out of town. Uh, just some great times there in central Texas. And uh, the Baylor um, softball team. Aaron, did you see, did you see Saturday's result? I mean, that was really something. They're playing at the University of Texas, and I really didn't even care what happened from there. I just was kind of like, you know what? This is the only day I'm going to focus on because the Baylor softball, it's been a bit of a struggle this season, uh, also with the baseball program. But Baylor softball took out all their frustration. They had a seven-run inning that I remember and uh, took down the Longhorns. Aaron, 17. The last I looked, it was 17-3. to Does that sound right to you? Late in the game, seventeen four, I believe. Oh man, okay. Well, then I can't talk about it anymore since they allowed four runs. But no, that was that was nice to take care of business in the way that they did, and so that was uh, that was good. And then also, I was a little worried, Aaron. We we talked to the great. I didn't want us to get blamed for any kind of uh, any kind of loss that the Baylor men's tennis suffered, and our man. Uh, uh, you know, 
Matai, Matias Soto, uh, Matai, they like to call him. And, uh, man, what a – Mati, Mati, not Matai, Mati. Soto, big-time player uh, for the Bears. And I'm watching Aaron trying to get a, a glimpse of what they're going to do Saturday, and it was nip and tuck. The Aggies came to town and put up a bit of a fight. But the Bears, in the end, were able to pull away and win that 4-2 to two and will now advance to that next stage. And the Bears will host that as well. Trying to think who is coming to that that, that kind of has my attention. Uh, but anyway, I think they'll, they'll be okay. Oh, that's it. Stanford's coming. Good for you, Aaron. Uh, the, uh, the Stanford Cardinal is coming to town. And, and I, I kind of want to keep an eye on that because Stanford's been really good in these kind of sports, whether it be golf. That's where Tiger went all those years ago. Tennis. Now, the, so the men's tennis, we have uh, Michael Woodson on recently. We had, uh, we had our man Matias on, Soto, the other day. This is a team that, man, when somebody, Matias had a rare loss in this match, as I noticed, Aaron, I thought we would get blamed for it, but some of the other players stepped up big time. You know, Adrian Boitain is huge for them. I mean, they, they just have so many, so many veteran-type players that uh, that came through. And then uh, in doubles, our man Matias teamed up with Grassi. I call him Grassi. He's got, like, several names, Aaron. And, uh, and, but Gra- Grassi, and they, they had a good win in doubles. And so that was, uh, that was good to see. Now, Aaron, I did, and the women uh, lost to, and I think it was to Exciting. the Aggies. Yeah, and uh, lost 4-2. to two. Good season. Good season for the Baylor women. They'll be back. They do a nice job. So they'll be back, and everything will be okay. Rangers-wise, Aaron, the Rangers did their, that unbelievable winning streak of what four games came to an end the other night. They bounced back the doubleheader, though. They were rained out like crazy. They had to play a doubleheader on Sunday, and they were able to come back and win the nightcap game, second into the back end of that doubleheader. The first game, boy, I noticed the manager of the Rangers got a little worked up. Um, uh, Woodard. You don't like Woodward. that little league park they got. Yeah, it comes out, and, you know, he's not a man. Chris is not a man that we think of for great quotes. Kind of a quieter guy, you, uh, I think does a decent job. And they poked one out, I think, to right field to win that game. Aaron, that was in the bottom of the ninth. Was that when they pulled that game out? Yeah, it was, it was a walk-off. Yeah. So it's a walk-off home run for the Yankees. And after the game, there is the Rangers manager saying, you know, it was it went out because it was they were playing a Little League ballpark. Talking about the fabled now, of course, this is the new Yankee Stadium, but it's uh, it's still funny to hear the Rangers manager, just one of the nicest guys you could ever find, always positive, even when the Rangers are losing a lot of games, always very positive, just came out and took a poke at the Yankees. Now, Aaron, you said he walked that back, but I'm not even going to say what he walked it back to because he we're going to make him stick with his original. His original comments. Rangers come back and win the uh, the uh, the second game, 
And so they, they, that means they had won five of six games. But Aaron today, and they 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 lose it one nothing. I guess the the one silver lining in that is tremendous pitching performance by both teams. I mean, I the fact that the Rangers are going out there and getting through games and actually leaving people out there. I mean, they've they've had some weirdness early this season where they're like, well, no, this guy's our eighth inning guy. I know the guy's pitched seven. He's been great. I know he's gone six and two-thirds. He's been great. We're going to get him out of the game now, or he's gone six innings. This is the new baseball, and we've tried to get used to it, but it's hard to get used to it. Today, Aaron, to go out there, they got beat one to nothing by the Yankees, but I would say, you know, you lose the series, but – and that thing was really uh, marred by a lot of bad weather. Games were called off Friday, Saturday. Had to play the doubleheader Sunday. Aaron, if you're going to lose a series, I would say at least they battled. And that Yankees team came into that series. At the beginning of that series, I think I looked, and they were either 18-7 and seven or 19-7. and seven. So the Yankees had been on a big roll. They had won nine of their previous ten games. And the Rangers kind of hung in there and went toe-to-toe, battled with them. Aaron, at one point, now, again, I don't know what it is. I haven't looked today to see what the standings reflect. But the Rangers had climbed out of the cellar in the AO West and then were one game back from jumping up there into, like, third place. So they kind of, I don't know, I, 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 I admire the way they battle. And I'll, I'll, uh, I'll leave it at that. Aaron, are you are you somewhat impressed by the way the Rangers have battled? I am, and their pitching's been tons better. Um, you know, they lost two very close games to the team that I believe has the best record in at least the American League. I don't know if it's all with Major League Baseball, but the best record in the American League uh, after a slow start for them, too. So you can see that, I mean, they may they have a chance to be pretty decent this year, which I didn't expect. All right. Yeah, I, I'm. I don't know if they'll be decent. Just all we ask is is be competitive. And for a while, they were getting blown off the diamond. They've made a couple of moves. They've done a couple of things. I mean, they're they're huge money guys. Haven't produced as uh, like we'd hoped. But maybe they're kind of starting to break out of it a little bit. Um, you want to see a team, Aaron, that spends a lot of money in the past. And, 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 and always you think whether well, this team is being one of the uh, elite teams in the AL, AL East. You want to see a team that's in a bad way right now. Aaron, take a peek at what the Red Sox are doing. And look at, like, their six starters. Um, not, I mean, not I don't know if any of them are over 220. They have six of their starting uh, players, everyday players, who are hitting under 220. The pitching's awful. The bullpen's awful. And then they did something that made all their people mad. You know, they didn't offer a deal to Devers, pretty good player there. And so a lot of the Red Sox are mad about that. So I, I, uh, I just, I, I, you know, if you're a Rangers fan and you're kind of hanging in there and you maybe like seeing other powerful teams, I'm not saying the Rangers are powerful, but maybe you don't like seeing the Yankees do well, look at the Red Sox. They are struggling. I'll tell you who's not struggling, Aaron. The um, We are going to have in about 
Let's see how long. I'm trying to do my math. Well, let's see. Let's call it 28 minutes. At about 4.40 today, Scott Drew is going to be on with us. And Scott has uh, got a big event, I believe, tomorrow over at the Baylor Bookstore, uh, book signing. His new book is called The Road to Joy. The Road to Joy. Leading with Faith, Playing with Purpose, Leaving a Legacy. Aaron, one of the things you'll like about this book is that it's pretty small, okay? You can can work through it quickly. I did. But also some just fun stuff about his dad, his family, Bryce. There's some really cool stuff about the his assistants. Just some kind of nitty gritty Scott Drew history that uh, that I think you'll enjoy, and uh, and a lot about his faith, you know, and and how important family and faith and all of that is to him. His wife Kelly. So some good stuff there, Aaron. So we'll have uh, we'll have Scott Drew at 4:40. Now people saying, well, what does that mean, Matt? What does that mean? to Campus Confidential. Aaron, do you think people are out there wondering as we speak? Oh, I'm sure happen? they were probably yeah. upset. You know, been a big interview. Do you, <laughs> do you think they want us to, uh, do you think, what if I just text Scott right now and say, Scott, I forgot about Campus Confidential. Can we move you? I, I don't think we should do that. Okay. Let's <laughs> but keep we do Scott have at, a lot. We'll keep Scott at 440. Oh, you do have a lot of uh, Campus Confidential? Yeah, there's some big transfer, big NIL news, uh, and uh, okay. lots of uh, tampering accusations. Let's go with one real long, nice, meaty Campus Confidential at about 5 o'clock today, if that's fine with Sounds you. Sounds good. We'll do that at 5 o'clock, and uh, we've got a lot to It'll share. It'll be tough on... to follow Coach Drew, but I'll do my best. Oh, stop being <laughs> humble. It'll be fine. Um, although Scott is uh, – Scott, you know, he's got a lot going on. There's all kinds of folks he's talking to. He's got meetings. Um, he's got a big meeting this afternoon. Aaron, I, by the way, that one kid, I'll, we'll wait to say his name until Campus Confidential at 5 o'clock, but I've kind of felt bad for our buddy, although I guess I shouldn't because the Baylor's got to play yep. him twice. But Jerome Tang, I want good things to happen to Jerome, and that was a big-time player. From Detroit Mercy, we won't say his name right now, mainly because it's not coming to mind. No, I think it's I think it's Antoine something. Anyway, Aaron, we'll we'll get into more of it at five o'clock. But that was one of the top players in the portal, and we kind of thought he was headed to Kansas State to Manhattan, and the young man decided just to get. He I don't know if you have to get back in the portal when you decide to stay. He got in the portal. And, and we thought he was going to come out of the portal in Manhattan, and he just decided to hang there in the portal and stay with Detroit Mercy. Aaron, what is? explain to me what Detroit Mercy is. That sounds like a hospital, like one of those shows like on <laughs> NBC, I was Detroit just, Mercy or something. I was just fixing to say that's the new hit medical drama on NBC, isn't it? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm stealing your jokes. Without knowing you were going to make these jokes, I'd never but, heard of Detroit Mercy University of Detroit University of Detroit Mercy. See, I thought it was just called Detroit, like there was a University of Detroit. That's what I always thought, but this is Detroit Mercy. I would say if you're a Detroit Mercy, that's probably like a Catholic school. Most things that have to do with mercy, like you never hear any Baptists like with mercy in the. You know, Baptists don't believe in mercy or grace. <laughs> I'm kidding. We do. We 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 
We do believe in mercy. We believe in grace. But generally, when you hear mercy, that I think that has something to do with a Catholic school. So, Aaron, I think if you looked it up in Detroit Mercy, we would find a small Catholic school in inner city Detroit because Catholic universities are generally in inner cities. And I love that about it. I mean, I think Villanova in Philly. Yeah, it their, is. It is yeah. a Catholic school in Detroit, Michigan. That's there you go. Right. Inner city, Michigan. Inner city, Detroit. Um, by the way, they're trying to bring Detroit back, Aaron. There's some good things I've been hearing. And so last time I went to see the Rangers and, De- and uh, Detroit Tigers, the outskirts of Detroit, they were trying to do some things downtown, but the outskirts of Detroit, it just looked like something had, you know, it, it was bad. It was barren. Okay, it was it was in a bad way. I'm hearing that that the right around downtown Detroit is making a little bit of a comeback. Maybe this is why young Antoine decided to stay with Detroit Mercy. Thanks for everybody who's listening today. We appreciate it. Have a great uh, listenership. And uh, we uh, we love it. Four to six every day. Scott Drew coming up today at 440. Talk about his new book next, though. I want to talk about what the Dallas Mavericks just did. And um, this was an amazing uh, two-game set. People thought this series was over. It is not over. We deal with it. We talk about it. All our NBA fans, be by the dial. That is next. Your weather report is brought to you by the Nitsche Group. Since 1949, the Nitsche Group Insurance Agency has offered Texans policies for their personal, commercial, and bonding insurance needs. Check them out at nitschegroup.com. With the Nitsche Group Insurance Agency, Texans can go to one company and get access to insurance coverage options from many carriers. Learn more at thenitschegroup.com. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. Our upper-level ridge continues to dominate. Matter of fact, hot and dry weather expected all week long. Increasing clouds tonight, we drop to 74 degrees. Tomorrow, mostly cloudy as you wake up, but then decreasing clouds throughout the day. It'll be hot and humid with a high of 94. And the same story on Wednesday. Clouds in the morning, sunshine in the afternoon with a high of 93. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. Recently on the John Moore Show. Bill Brock, the new women's basketball coach at MCC. I Again, I think that's a great hire. And how about this? I mean, he's so well thought of at Grayson, they named the court after him. Really? Yes. I did not know that. Oh, yeah. That's and he's in incredible. their Hall of Fame. And now MCC and Grayson, when they play each other, mm-hmm. he'll be the visiting coach. Playing on his own court. Yes! <laughs> on a court with his name on it. John Moore's weekdays at 3 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. You wouldn't call your doctor, accountant, or mechanic using a 1-800 number, so why your bank? If you have to dial 1-800, you don't know your bank, and your bank doesn't know you. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. 
Elevate your career with a new job at Versalift Southwest, a time manufacturing company. Versalift Southwest occupies a 16-acre state-of-the-art assembly and upfitting facility that develops and builds the world's best aerial lifts, digger derricks, and cable placers right here in Central Texas. They are now hiring hydraulic, electrical, and service technicians. They offer a great benefits package and outstanding starting pay. Drop by their location, 7601 Imperial Drive in Waco to apply. Find sports news, streaming, and show podcast at SyntechSportsFan.com. What do John Morris, Kirk Watson, Maxine Hart, Walter Abercrombie, Martha Lou Scott, Michael Hyatt, and Robert Darden all have in common? They've each been interviewed on Baylor Line's Direct Line Conversation Series. You can hear from these outstanding Bears and many, many more with a subscription to Baylor Line Insider. This is your all-access pass to the best content in the Baylor family. Subscribe today at BaylorLine.com slash KRZI. John Morris here telling you all about my friends at Marineland Boating Center, home of Crest Pontoon Boats and Yamaha Outboards. They have boats in stock for immediate delivery. Enjoy days of fishing and family boating fun from Crest Pontoons powered by Yamaha Outboard Motors. Only at Marineland Boating Center, I-35 at Loop 340 South, or on the web at MarinelandWacoYamaha.com. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward White with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. Bosqueville baseball moves to the area around, beating Ranger over the weekend. Crawford softball moves to round three in the UIL playoffs, getting past Tom Bean. The Lady Pirates will face Italy in a three-game series from Waco ISD starting Wednesday night. Dallas Mavericks even their series with the Suns at two games each with a 111-101 win last night. Series returns to Phoenix tomorrow night. Tonight in the NBA playoffs, Milwaukee at Boston. Bucks lead that series 2-1. And Golden State at Memphis, where the Warriors lead their series 2-1. MCC softball is heading to the College World Series, getting past Temple College. Former Baylor quarterback Gary Bohannon is headed to South Florida as a transfer. Dallas Stars game four in the NHL playoffs tonight with Calgary from the AAC. Puck drops at 8.30. Stars lead that series 2-1. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. I'm Matt Mosley's show, ESPN Central Texas, the most listened to sports show in the uh, in the entire area from College Station to Austin, Waco. We appreciate uh, having you as always. And a shout out to Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep Ram. I've got that Grand Cherokee Laredo that I love driving. I love the fact that uh, uh, I can get a hold of the GM, Ted Teague. I can walk into his office. I could see him. He's uh, he was helping me out with something recently, uh, and everybody gets that same type of treatment. It is uh, it's a great team atmosphere out there. They do a great job. Also, the Baylor Club, those beautiful panoramic views, uh, sitting up there at the Baylor Club. Love doing it. Love being able to see downtown Waco, and love what uh, Mike Mosel and his staff do. In fact, we had our recent. Uh, a fraternity alumni dinner where we roasted a pig and did all sorts of things. And um, uh, we did it right there at uh, the Baylor Club in one of those balls. And they, they did, they uh, 
killed the pig, or I don't know if pig came slaughtered or whatever, but they roasted it and brought it out and did, and then carved it up for us, Aaron. I was hesitant. I was going to put a picture of the, the pig being brought out for our fraternity get-together, and then I thought, no, nah, better not, because I thought maybe the animal rights folks could get, uh, you know, could get uh, uh, worked up or something. But it's a, I mean, I, th- I feel like you should be able to roast a pig. Uh, we've been doing it for generations, but I just did not want to hear from people upset. There's also been some, uh, speaking of animals that have been slaughtered, Aaron, uh, some coyotes up in the Metroplex have been terrorizing some folks, and so uh, coyotes being taken out. Uh, back in the 1950s or 60s, Texas used to, especially East Texas, used to be overrun by wolves. I, I, I'm a big wolf guy. I love wolves. But they basically wiped out wolves in Texas. And I uh, don't really believe people claim to have seen wolves in Texas. I don't think they've been reintroduced. Aaron, did you feel like you were going to get a tutorial on wildlife during today's show? Or are you enjoying this? Oh, uh, yeah. Well, well, yeah, good, good. Well, thank you for your feedback on that. Did you ever go to the Clifton um, uh, animal, like where you could drive around and see all those animals when you were growing up? A couple of times when I was young, yeah, we did go to the, to the uh, I, I can't remember the name of it, but yeah, we did go there a couple of times when I was young. Enjoyed it was it. wildlife. It was Clifton, you know, safari, wildlife safari or wildlife. You could drive around out there. I've always kind of wondered what happened to all those animals when they closed down that place. Where did they send them to? Anybody knows the answer? Hit us up on the uh, on the text line. These these are the things that keep me up at night. CNC Collision Center text line 254-662-1660. Now, Scott Drew will be joining us in just about 15 minutes. All right, 15 minutes from now, and we'll talk to him about a lot of things that have gone on. They've had some transfers here recently. Uh, he's got the new book out that I was reading and enjoying, uh, and uh, we'll talk to him about that. And he's got a big book signing coming up, so we'll mention that as well. But uh, Scott Drew has the new book out. It's called The Road to Joy. Aaron, do you know what joy stands for in relation to the Baylor Bears? I just found that out today. I didn't know it was an acronym until uh, John talked about it earlier. Aaron, I mean, this is they talk about it a lot. I, need I just you to, thought they I, meant I, an I, overall culture of joy, which I thought was great, too. <laughs> and then he, John talked about it, and I was like, oh, okay, that makes even more sense. <laughs> I like that, Aaron. Just thought he he liked the uh, the you know the name of joy, but yes, there, there is it is an acronym. I like that. I feel like you kind of go to Sunday school with, with John Morris every day and learn some new things and realize that the J was actually for Jesus, and I believe the O is for others. What hap- What's the Y for, Aaron? Do you know? Let's see how well you're learning. Do you remember what the Y is? No. Oh, I thought you were maybe going to look it up. No, you put your, yourself uh, last there. But, but uh, The Road to Joy, and that is what the book is called. We'll talk to uh, Scott Drew about that. Now, people have been texting in, wanting to talk about the Dallas Mavericks. Um, Aaron, that was, that, that was, you know, just a time where you show your guts as an organization 
They'd been blown out. They'd been totally outclassed out in Phoenix. They come back home. Now, you would think, okay, we punched them in the mouth. Mavericks punched them in the mouth in game three on Friday. I mean, that was a, that was a good effort. Uh, Brunson was back to being Brunson, and he scored, I believe it was 20. Ooh, did he have 28 in that game? But he and Luca were both great. Dinwiddie was good in the first half. They shot the ball extremely well. Uh, that was a game where Chris Paul had all sorts of uh, turnovers. He had, like, I think seven turnovers. And then the other guard, I think Booker had, like, maybe five. They combined for 12 turnovers in that game. The Mavericks just just went nuts in that game, and, and they rode the wave of the hometown crowd. And, of course, it wasn't going to matter if they couldn't follow up with a big game yesterday. And I'm watching that thing at my uh, – Sister brother in law's house had a nice Mother's Day gathering, El Dorado Country Club. Way to go, Joseph. Joseph hosted that. Beautiful. And uh, my sister Mandy, what a beautiful uh, outing that was. And uh, wonderful food. But everybody was doing their Mother's Day brunch. And we, had, we, we did the same. And it was, a, it was a nice time. We were celebrating birthdays lively. My sister Mandy, we were celebrating a lot of birthdays as well. But we got down to it at 2.30 and focused on some basketball. And Aaron, that was, uh, and, and that was really um, something special to watch because, you know, while Luca played really well and did some good things, there were other players on the team that had to step up. One of those was Dorian Finney-Smith. Uh, obviously, Kleba has been good at knocking down the threes. Dinwiddie hit some threes. Aaron, it, it, sometimes you think, well, that's not sustainable. And, and maybe it's not. But when you have, in, in these playoffs, they've already had performances where they've hit 20, 22 threes. One time they hit 23, hit 23 pointers in that game yesterday. I think what I liked is there they are at, at the first half with about a 10-point lead, and they've hit 14 three-pointers. Second half, they came out. And, and they weren't hitting everything. And honestly, what they did is they had to get extremely physical. Now, I know for, I think, non-Mavericks fans and people watching that around the country, I think we're looking at that thing, looking at all the what they thought were flops and offensive fouls and everything that were called. I, I understand that there are a lot of non-basketball plays that were involved in that game. But, Aaron, I would just say this. After watching Chris Paul's career, and the guy's a great player, but he does a lot of unnatural type things. He's savvy. He's smart. He, he flops. He dribbles his way into the path of opposing players. They have come up with rules in the NBA to almost combat everything that Chris Paul came up with. Aaron, I just got to say, I thought it was kind of fun. I thought it was kind of fun to watch the game be officiated in a way that um, – in a way that basically reminded people that, hey, you're not supposed to be able to do some of that stuff. Now, is, and I thought it was also funny that Jason Kidd said after the game that basically credited Chris Paul for teaching them how to do all that, for showing the way. I thought that was a very funny moment. Now, I don't think it was funny that Chris Paul put out last night that, uh, that his family – I think his mom was in the stands. I think his wife. I think his kids were there. Um, but apparently somebody, according to him, 
uh, put their hands on one of his family members. Now, that stuff's horrible, and that's the dumbest thing you could ever do as a fan. Now, if you've seen the video of the person being removed, it was some kind of goofball teenager. I mean, it was not, you know, you think, oh, my gosh, some man. I mean, that's horrible. I cannot believe it makes the Mavericks fans look bad. It was some, like, and and again, I've watched the video of this, Aaron. I know you've seen the video of it, too. It was it was like a kid that looked like he was dazed and confused. And it appeared to be his little brother goes teeter-tottering after him. His little brother could not have been more than seven or eight years old, ten at the most. And they're leaving, and there's some woman, they, they said it's not the mom, is kind of ushering them out of there. So I don't know, again, I don't care what age it is. If it's a teenager, don't let him back. Don't let him come back to a Mavericks game. He can't come back. But it is weird. Aaron, I mean, I I think you've seen all the videos, I'm sure, like everybody else. It's weird to say somebody at the Mavericks, you know, put their hands on people in my family, and then they escort some kind of weird-looking 14-year-old kid with an earring in his ear. Again, people say, oh, Mosley doesn't like earrings. I don't care. I'm just saying it's not exactly some sort of menacing personality they brought out of there. And if you zeroed in on some of the um, some of the back and forth, you could hear Chris Paul saying, I'll see you later. I'll see you later. Aaron, did you get a look at that kid? This was a, this was a, a little teenager or something. Yeah, I did. I saw, I saw, I didn't see the whole video. I did see part of it. I saw the pictures and he did look young. He looked like a high school kid. Yeah. Yeah. Just a goofball kid. Don't let him back in. First of all, if you can't behave when you're given like unbelievable seats like that. Now we don't know all the details and everything. And, and Chris Paul tweeted about it and it was rough, but I, I will say this, Aaron, and again, I don't want to excuse any behavior like that. But have you ever noticed, Aaron, that sometimes when players get beat or they, they somehow there's like some kind of other thing that comes up, you know, like, oh, my gosh, you know, we, we had something happen in the stands. I, it, again, it, who, whoever did it should not be allowed back. But it doesn't, it does not cancel out the fact that Chris Ball has been horrible. Now, this is a great player. He was tremendous. Game two was a close game. It was 89-83. It goes in the fourth quarter. The guy goes crazy. He goes off. He was unstoppable. In these past two games, he has not been unstoppable. On his birthday, he only got some trash minute, trash points. Barely got into double figures. In this game yesterday, he ends up with like five points, and he fouls out of the game. Now, Aaron, I don't know if you think what I don't, quite know is if if they've truly figured something out you know about how to defend him or if he's just had a couple of bad games the one thing I would say is when Luca decides to at least show some interest on defense the Mavericks are better now why is that well it's because people like Nilakina, Dinwiddie Dorian Finney-Smith, it's because everybody else on the team, when you see your star player giving great effort and trying to rebound and trying to show effort, it, it's a good – it, it rubs off on everybody. And so I, I think uh, 
I this Mavericks team is showing a lot of resolve. And here's the thing: if 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 Luca can just get one of these other people, and I'm talking about Jalen, Dinwiddie, Dorian Finney-Smith, one of the other three, the others is what uh, Shaq always talks about when you watch TNT. If he can just get one of those others to continue to play like this, Mavs have a chance to win this thing. All you have to do is win one on the road, and then this thing completely looks different. Now, what you don't, and you may have to end up doing this, if you fall down 3-2 and you can get the thing to Game 7 with a win at home Thursday, then you got to turn around and play the Game 7 at Phoenix. The one thing I'll say about a Game 7, Aaron, is I think a Game 7, both sides... I think the home team can feel some nervousness because they're the best team in the NBA this year and they weren't supposed to get pushed to a game seven against a four seed. Mavs are good, but they weren't expected to do this. Aaron, do you give these Mavs any chance of winning this series now that it's 2-2? Absolutely. I, even when it was 2-0, I didn't, I didn't think that the Mavericks went. Mavericks would win at that point, but I was like, I still think this is going to go six, maybe seven games. And everybody in the national media was basically saying, oh, this series is over. I'm like, eh, you know, give them one game at home and see how they do. And after two games at home, you can see that they did very well and even the series. And you you have a great point. They Jalen Brunson has to play well. Luka's always going to play well. Even when he wasn't shooting well uh, in game four, he still is Luka and still got some easy baskets and rebounded and made great passes. Um, and Jalen Brunson's got to play good, play well, which he has in the last two games. And if you get that, it's just like you said, all you need is one of those other guys to have a really good game, whether it's Kleba, whether it's uh, Dorian Finney-Smith or uh, Dinwiddie. If you can get one of those guys hot, then you have a really good chance of beating Phoenix in a game. Yeah, yeah. Well, Phoenix has three superstars. The Mavs only have one. So you wouldn't think they would have that much of a shot, but they do because when they play together and those other guys start knocking shots in, Mavs have a chance. And I I don't think I, – I, I would usually – I would say Monty has a little bit of an advantage over Kidd as a coach, but not a huge advantage. I think he's had a great year, love the guy's story, admire the heck out of him. But I don't I, – I mean, Kidd – um, I think there's some things Kid does that puts him right there in the conversation. Okay, it's Matt Mosley's show. We are going to talk to the man who won a national championship, and he's now written a book called The Road to Joy. It is Scott Drew. His return to the Matt Mosley Show is next. Baylor baseball headed to Manhattan, Kansas, for a three-game series with Kansas State this weekend. Games Friday at 6 p.m., Saturday at 4, and Sunday at 1 for the Bears and the Wildcats from the Little Apple. Bears, Wildcats, Big 12 Baseball this weekend from the Little Apple. Join Derek Smith and Max Calderon this weekend here on ESPN Central Texas. 
Mike Terry Auto Group is proud to serve Central Texas with the best deals on new and used cars, auto service, and community involvement. With over seven brands of vehicles, you're sure to find your new ride from Mike Terry Auto Group. Check out their Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram dealership in Hillsboro and the Chevy Buick GMC dealership in Mahia. At any Mike Terry dealership, they will pay over the price of Kelly Blue Book for your trade-in and accept all creditors. Check out their website at mterryautogroup.com to see the value of your trade-in and browse their inventory. Head over to Mike Terry Auto Dealership today and find someone you can trust. The best prices on newer used guns can be found at Appaloosa Trade and Post Rodeo Pond. They have a large selection of 9mm guns, revolvers, shotguns, and ammo from brand names like Smith & Wesson, Canik, Bursa, Glock, and Ruger. Buy, sell, or trade with a friendly and knowledgeable staff that will promptly answer your questions. And ask about their lifetime warranty on new guns. Financing is available. Apply today by texting 16-1182-22462. Appaloosa Trade and Post Rodeo Pond, 3101 North Robinson Drive in Waco. ESPN Central Texas is your flagship station for Baylor Athletics. Get a great deal on versatile Kubota equipment today, like Kubota BX and L-Series compact tractors, part of our under-100-horsepower tractor lineup rated number one for reliability, Z-Series mowers and sidekick utility vehicles. Stop by your local Kubota dealer today. Bring home the Kubota L2501 tractor for zero down, 0% APR for up to 60 months, plus save up to $1,100 now through June 30th. See us or go to KubotaUSA.com for more details. WC Tractor, now with six convenient locations to serve you. Find us at WCTractor.com. Have you been to Sam's Bar in Union Hall in downtown Waco yet? Serving originally inspired Texas-style craft drinks, offering wine, beer, vodka, and fruit juice drinks. Be sure to try one of Sam's signature cocktails like the Hatchback, a Dallas Daisy, and even some Summer Lovin'. Happy hours every Monday through Friday from 3 to 6 with $2 off draft beer and cocktails, plus free chips and hot sauce. Sam's Bar Waco in Union Hall at 720 Franklin Avenue. And check them out online at samsbarwaco.com. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward White with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. Bosqueville baseball moves to the area round, beating Ranger over the weekend. Crawford softball moves to round three in the UIL playoffs, getting past Tom Bean. The Lady Pirates will face Italy in a three-game series from Waco ISD starting Wednesday night. Dallas Mavericks even their series with the Suns at two games each with a 111-101 win last night. Series returns to Phoenix tomorrow night. Tonight in the NBA playoffs, Milwaukee at Boston. Bucks lead that series 2-1 and Golden State at Memphis, where the Warriors lead their series 2-1. MCC softball is heading to the College World Series, getting past Temple College. Former Baylor quarterback Gary Bohannon is headed to South Florida as a transfer. Dallas Stars game four in the NHL playoffs tonight with Calgary from the AAC. Puck drops at 8.30. Stars lead that series 2-1. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. On Matt Mosley's show, ESPN Central Texas on a Monday. And, uh, boy, Baylor Club is one of our great sponsors. I saw our next guest at the Baylor Club the other night. And, uh, boy, he was uh, he was having a nice meal. He was mixing with all the luminaries around there, uh, including the great Grant McCaslin, former Baylor assistant who was in town. Scott Drew, welcome back to the uh, Matt Mosley show. And uh, and congratulations, by the way. The new book is out. Uh, I was fortunate enough to secure one, and uh, I've I've really uh, I've, I I really enjoyed it. Well, I am glad. So you so you made it all the way through it already, huh? 
Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, if there's going to be a no, test, I mean, I... I like that. I like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I like I even like that part because I remember some of those things brought back a lot of memories like that first was that the 2008 tournament where uh, you got they waited to call our names till the very end and that kind of thing. I mean, that, there's a lot of memories that come flooding back. Now, I got to ask you, you're not someone who loves talking about yourself. You're very good at you know, praising others, and, and was this a, uh, was this therapeutic, was this awkward, what was it, what was it like sitting down, having to kind of go back over your life, and, and uh, what was the, what was the process like for you? Great question, so the first thing is, uh, I definitely don't like talking about myself, and uh, that's why it's our book, I mean, it, 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 players, staff, uh, Baylor family, uh, all, all the Baylor fans out there, um, and 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 hopefully uh, more than that, uh, we we wrote the book because uh, uh, um, it's God's platform and it's given Him all the honor and glory. And then uh, after that, we want to grow Baylor Nation and we want uh, uh, the Baylor family to expand and hopefully people out there that uh, value and appreciate uh, uh, what we do or how we do it um, uh, can jump on board and become become fans and part of the part of the uh Baylor traveling contingency and uh with that if it was my book done by me it would been a picture book but obviously Don Yeager enabled it to have some words so that's a good thing uh and and I I don't know how you felt but uh it's really an easy read he's an 11-time uh uh, New York bestseller he's done books ranging from Coach K to John Wooden to Walter Payton to Jack Nicholas. Um, I just finished a book, I think, with Bubba Watson. So uh, he's he's uh, done a lot of uh, things. But his dad was a, a a minister, and he really loved the the, the Christian um, emphasis and just how our uh, program tries to honor God. And uh, with that, uh, it was as you know, coaches are, are constantly moving forward. You're always working for uh, next season, the next day, the next game, and very seldom are you ever able to reflect. So he talked to a lot of our uh, uh, assistant coaches and administrators, and then when, when we would talk, he'd bring up, do you remember this, you remember that? And it was great because it made you reflect, it made you uh, remember and just uh, uh, become even more that, that much more appreciative of the past and everything that went into developing uh, the basketball program as it is today. Talking to Scott Drew, his new book's out. There's a big uh, book signing that's happening over at the uh, Baylor Bookstore. And uh, I believe that's tomorrow. I saw them tweeting about that from noon to 2 o'clock. Scott, I had hoped to be on the scene to broadcast from there, but you did not uh, plan around the Mosley show, which is uh, very disappointing. Um, yeah, that's terrible been... planning. Terrible uh-huh. planning. <laughs> uh-huh. I think that's when you would obviously get the biggest audience. But there'll be a good audience there, and so people can come by. Now, Scott, you one thing you can't do is, like, do a whole bunch of personal messages. You know, there, there may be a big crowd there, so you can't be, like, writing whole Bible verses, all right? So I know uh, how you are. We will keep it quick. We will keep it quick. We'll keep it moving. <laughs> hey, you know, you know, the great thing is I actually learned where to sign that's proper. And, and I wish I'd have known that before I had signed the first uh, 50 or 100 books, though. I feel bad for those people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I had uh, 
I'm still looking on here to see. Maybe you put a secret message for, for me on the uh, title well, here. The, well, the I, whole book's I, about Matt Mosley, isn't it? That's right. Well, I, I, I generally make things about myself, but I don't see a lot of mentions in here, so I am concerned <laughs> about that. The um, I, I this Did is you you're think the only it was an easy read. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, for sure, yeah. for sure. Yeah, it's all Great. laid out. I mean. I, I always am looking because I know a lot of this stuff. And, of course, I was covering all the – before you got here, I was covering all that the morning news. So all of that is fascinating to me. But the stuff that I want to read about is like this chaplet. I mean, that's hilarious to me that um, that this you, – you said he was having trouble with like – he was, uh, you know, cutting it down to 15 minutes uh, <laughs> devotionals. <laughs> And then I start reading about some Old Testament character that even though I used to win those sword drills or Bible drills, we would call them, one, two, I'm sure you were involved in some of that, but there was some character that I didn't, Beniah shows up in this book. I promise you, yeah. no other college coach would mention that Old Testament character. <laughs> well, and, and the great thing is, we won't tell them anything else about it, we'll make them read it, so, uh, <laughs> and, and, uh, uh as you as, as you you've mentioned uh, um, throughout the book, uh, not only uh, players but also uh, um, just people that touched our program. And Pastor Weibel uh, has been a phenomenal uh, uh, game day uh, pastor and has done amazing things with our with our with our team. And then Pastor Brewer um, with Nations of Coaches has been a phenomenal addition as well. Yeah, I had hoped this one part started to make me cry. I don't know if you know what it would be. It made me very emotional. The uh, I I had hoped you would not mention this young man's name, Zubak. That brought back bad uh, memories. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's why we it, that that bottom half of the page is blank for tears. You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. That's right. I didn't see Don Yeager at that game, but yeah, I I was uh, that was very uh, that was tough to to live through. But uh, there is a, a thread through this whole thing, and I really think that uh, your faith, you know, uh, is such a huge part of it. And family, I, I I do like the part where you you know you like you said you could have seen Bryce having all this success and then going to the NBA, and and I think the thing that says a lot about you is. You loved every minute of it, and you know, and you freely admit that some of Bryce's success uh, helped your career and spurred your career on. And I think that, uh, I think Scott, that that's part of kind of who you are. Because again, and you brought up Cain and Abel and some of the other brothers. I think Esau was involved in one of those things where it could have been yeah. like that. But you and Bryce have a unique relationship. You're old enough where you. It's like he didn't have to live too much with your shadow. And then you you seem to be very um, okay with his success. Was that did was that just from an early age with you guys? And and as you said in the book, do you kind of feel like having that four years apart kind of helped in that regard? Well, and as you know, coaches always want uh, uh, players to be great teammates and great team players. So um, it, it doesn't uh, uh, help a coach that uh, is jealous or. Uh, doesn't like other people to have success, and um, I, I know with uh, from an early age, uh, I, you obviously you're competitive with uh, anybody you play with. But I knew my brother was good enough when I wanted him on our team. He had to be pretty good, right? Because <laughs> I, I wanted to win. So anyway, uh, uh, I know uh, um, my dad's success, my brother's success. 
uh, played a large part in, in, in my opportunities and my growing. And same time, uh, some of the best memories I had was coaching my brother at, at Valpo or um, coaching his uh, 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 junior high team or helping out a uh, summer team, uh, uh, helping them in the NBA, um, being a part of that. And uh, a lot of the things that we learned from how the best coaches in the country at the time who recruited them, I mean, here's Mr. Basketball in Indiana, seeing how they did home visits, see how they did uh, um, uh, telephone calls, see how they did all their – uh, note writing and presentations. I mean, uh, all that uh, went into, uh, I think, what has helped me be successful. So uh, team team game in every a- aspect and every facet. And now uh, what, what's great is, uh, as you know, as you get older, it's harder to keep in touch sometimes with family, um, especially as everyone moves and, and goes greater distance away. But when you have uh, people in the same profession, it makes it that much easier to stay in touch because they're watching the games and they're, they're, they're trying to help after games um, and they know what you're going through. Uh, so that, that's been a blessing. Uh, and to me, uh, following in my dad's footsteps, uh, a Hall of Fame college coach um, uh, just shows you how uh, and what an impact he had on my life. But, yeah. you know, uh, Matt, I, I, I know with all the Baylor fans out there, they're, uh, hopefully it brings up great memories and, uh, I remember this game. I remember that. Oh, I remember this player. I remember. And then the behind the scenes of what helped, but also people that aren't Baylor fans, just to see um, where, where um, our success and uh, the things that we've uh, implemented or done that uh, you can win and uh, uh, be a Christian school, be a Christian coach, um, uh, have a no cussing policy. I mean, I think it's great. And uh, for, business owners oh you can do a a, a voluntary lunchtime bible study where you buy lunches uh for employees that want to be a part of it i mean you can uh, uh you're on call uh anywhere you work or whatever you do and you can impact people's lives in in so many ways yeah i got to that part on page 131 and you started uh it, grant mccaslin was doing some devotionals and that kind of thing oh so tremendous, i really yeah. Yeah, I, I kind of wanted to make sure he was on point theologically because I've known Grant for a lot of years. So I was really he trying he learned to... a lot of that from you in his college days. There was yeah. Truett Seminary and there was Mosley Seminary. So I mean, you you had a you had a profound impact on him as well. <laughs> well, he did a great job the other night. I'm glad you didn't walk in sooner and make him nervous or something. Because, uh, you know, you might have seen his old coach and, and gotten a little nervous back uh, there. But uh, Grant. Oh, uh, Grant, Grant's the best. He's the well, best. And, and, and that's, we've been also blessed just with the different assistants we've had. And, and they, on the road, normally our assistants do game day chapel services. And um, uh, spiritually, I've, I've grown so much from uh, not only uh, the pastors and everyone else in our program, but uh, the coaches um, and uh, that that's been such a blessing. Yeah. Well, you surrounded yourself with with good people. Um, would uh, did Grant and Jerome always? Get, I'm trying to remember. It seemed like it seemed like those guys uh, would would go at it a little bit. I feel like Jerome told me that one time. <laughs> I mean, was that one of the? I mean, you really kind of promote that with your staff, don't you? Like, hey, let's get it out of our system. Like, if you got some kind of deal, let's air it out. I mean, I don't. You know, you don't strike me as a very confrontational person. But it, but you didn't really 
you didn't you don't really let things linger within uh with within your staff at least that's the way i've always kind of mm-hmm. interpreted things well i think i think uh just like uh, uh a christ center marriage uh uh christ center program i mean biblically if you have confrontation and, and problems you're supposed to go to that person and then bring two or three involved if you need to but if a staff can't get along, obviously the team can't get along, and we all are, we we all have our families, we have our spouses. We have, it, there's there's going to be conflict because, uh, as you know, there's a lot of different ways to get to four. Three plus one equals four. Two plus two equals four. Four plus zero equals four. They all equal four. And sometimes when you're debating game plans, what's the best way to get to four? And you want people that are passionate and believe in what they believe in. At the end of the day, once you step out of that 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 the, the war room or meeting or uh, mm-hmm. if it's recruits who you think is best for your program the great thing is that's where um all being on the same page and uh uh for us i mean um uh i, I know with my wife a christ-centered marriage is the way that we make it through it so with our with our staff same thing i mean uh w- once we iron out this is three plus one is how we're getting to four today we're all on the same page and yeah doing the same thing but our, our assistant's have all been really successful in large part for their willingness to learn from each other and grow from each other. And that's been, that's been really neat as the head coach. Cause obviously I learned from everyone. You learn from anyone. I mean, yeah. even the great Matt Mosley can learn from someone, right? Well, yeah. And by the way, I'm with, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I'm, I'm with Jacus on fouling when, uh, went up by three. Okay. Just so you know, if there's still some, uh, some disagreements in the staff about that. Just know he and I, oh, so he and I are interesting. Let's, let's, <laughs> let's, let's go to that, that. Let's go to that. Cause I know most media say <laughs> foul went up through. And you know what? Like, I agree with that. The problem is if they're dribbling toward you, what happens is a lot of times in college, there's not a lot like in the pros, they're used to shooting as time expires college. Sometimes people shoot it early. Number one, Number two, officials don't call as much of it. And if they don't know you're trying to foul, sometimes we've twice tried to foul. It wasn't called, and they got by us and got a better look than if we would have just guarded them. The other thing is, on a big Monday game, Texas, Oklahoma State, at Oklahoma State, it was a three-point game. They throw the long pass. They try to foul them. They turn. They say he's in the act of shooting at half court. So, like, that's that's the only flip side that you get worried yeah. about. And then the last one would be, well, what if you miss the free throw? So you make the first one. Now it's a two-point game. You miss the next one. The ball gets tipped out. They hit a three, and you actually lose, where if they hit a three, the worst you could do is go to overtime. Well, it, that that part, that one scenario, I know you need to get going here pretty soon, but it it, it never the the missing a free throw almost never works. And I know you're thinking about all these doomsday scenarios. Marcus Smart had a beautiful one, by the way, that you could show your players the other night, where he threw it hard off the backboard, hits the rim, and and he waited. I know uh, he he waited the um, and he actually got the rebound. It almost worked, but anyway, I, I we we could debate this for a long time. The last thing I had for you. Can you tell us but, real but quick? I, I do believe oh. in it too, just so you know. I just oh, okay. the downside to where you you can't always sometimes that doesn't you know what I mean? Like it say you throw it uh, they throw it in and the guy catches it and he goes to shoot right away because there's only two seconds. 
then you're scared of that. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. So no, I, I'm anyway, just trying to figure out stuff in there for you. Yeah, I'm fi- I'm trying to figure out who on the staff is against me on this thing. If it's AD, <laughs> I, I need to visit with him. But uh, 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 but uh, but by by the way, your staff loving what you did with your staff, Tweedy. Uh, my gosh, you know one of the one of the greatest players ever. Last thing, real quick, Jalen Bridges, Grimes, Caleb Loner, uh, and I know we don't have time to. We'll, we'll hopefully get to talk again. But I, I I would be remiss if I didn't bring these these transfers in. You got size, and then you you do have a guy that can play some point guard. What were you? What was kind of your overall thoughts on on these three players? Because I I find y'all scouting very interesting. Some people just say, "Oh, that guy scores a lot. We want him." Y'all have a little different flavor about how you go about it. This guy has to fit your culture. He has to fit your system. What was the common thread with these three transfers? Well, I think I think all three are gym rats. Um, they want to get better. They live in the gym and. Um, they work really hard at their craft and people that, uh, work really hard and want to get better, they get better. Um, and obviously they all got talent and they all got ability. Uh, we really like their, their inner makeup and their characteristics that, that we think, uh, will allow them to not only continue to improve and get better, but also be great teammates. Um, and then, and then the good thing is they're all older. And as we know, in college basketball, so often a 23-year-old beats an 18-year-old. All right. All right. Well, uh, it's going to be exciting, and uh, this next year is going to be a lot of fun. Hey, congrats uh, on the book, and uh, there'll be a long line there at the bookstore tomorrow, 12 to 2. You'll be making an appearance, signing autographs, and uh, have a uh, have a great time with it, and uh, just enjoy, enjoy basking in all this success. Scott, I know you love it when people make it all about you. So I'm going to encourage everybody. <laughs> this is all about uh-huh. us. You know that. Uh-huh. No, I'm going to tell everybody, us. make it all about you. Have a great day out there. I appreciate you doing this. I appreciate you. Have a blessed day. Take <laughs> okay. care. Okay. All right. There he goes. Scott Drew, who has written this new book. I'm holding it as we speak. The Road to Joy. All right, and uh, joy is an acronym, and we'll, there's all sorts of biblical principles. I'll tell you, the, the guy who shows up the most in this book, Aaron, is the guy he mentioned, Pastor Weibel, the, um, who I, I guess was the, you know, he inherited him as a, the chaplain, and I don't think Pastor Weibel realized <laughs> how much was going to be required of him. But this became in every single game. I mean, there was a lot required. And then it sounds like the assistant coaches do a lot of the on-the-road uh, pregame speeches and all that, or pregame, you know, devotionals and that kind of thing. But uh, Scott does a good job of living what he professes, and uh, so congrats to him on this new book. Good to visit with him. All right, uh, we have uh, moved today Campus Confidential, but we have a ton happening in the college basketball and football world that we need to talk to you, including Baylor's starting quarterback has found a home that is next. From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. 
Waco Tacos in downtown Waco and Union Hall introduces their new craveable taco of the month. The Nashville Hot Chicken Taco. Crispy fried chicken, Nashville hot sauce, cabbage slaw, and chipotle mayo on a fresh flour tortilla. It's spicy, savory, and delish. Hurry into Waco Tacos at Union Hall at 720 Franklin Avenue in downtown Waco or call us at 254-340-1700. Waco Tacos in downtown Waco. Helmet Aerospace in Waco has been employing people in the Waco area for nearly 50 years. Now is the time to join their team. With current openings in packaging, shipping, production, engineering, machining, quality, supply chain, and sales. Offering excellent starting pay, benefits from the day you start, and advanced opportunities. Apply now at howmet.com slash Waco Careers. Howmet Aerospace on Imperial Drive in Waco. Apply today. Ready to break ground on your next commercial construction project? Founded in 1969, Barnett Contracting is your single source for preparing for your next build. Their services include excavation, utilities, civil engineering, concrete work, paving, and storm drainage. Do business with Central Texas's premier site work contractor, Barnett Contracting, where they strive for successful projects and satisfy clients. Learn more at barnettcontracting.com. Listen to ESPN Central Texas online at CentexSportsFan.com. Some things never change, like the commitment to service and protection the Nitchi Group Insurance Agency has offered since 1949. Whether you're needing a new business policy to get your operations up and running, adding cyber liability for a remote workforce, or if you're needing to pause your current coverage, our team is here for the protection you need when you need it. Whatever your coverage needs, talk to the experts that care. Call the Nitchi Group to discuss your personal, commercial, and bonding insurance needs at 1-800-258-8302. Mike Terry Auto Group is proud to serve Central Texas with the best deals on new and used cars, auto service, and community involvement. With over seven brands of vehicles, you're sure to find your new ride from Mike Terry Auto Group. Check out their Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram dealership in Hillsboro and the Chevy Buick GMC dealership in Mahea. At any Mike Terry dealership, they will pay over the price of Kelly Blue Book for your trade-in and accept all creditors. Check out their website at mterryautogroup.com to see the value of your trade-in and browse their inventory. Head over to Mike Terry Auto Dealership today and find someone you can trust. Welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep Ram, Barnett Contracting, Baylor Line Foundation, Marineland Boating Center, Myatt Fuels, Schmoltz's Sandwich Shop, The Baylor Club, and UBO Business Services. It's time for Campus Confidential, our daily look at college football news. Here's your host, Matt Mosley. Oh, this is Matt Mosley. Good to catch up with uh, Scott and uh, talk about his new book, Jesus, Others, Yourself, is uh, what uh, joy stands for in terms of the Baylor program, The Road to Joy. And uh, that book's out. In fact, they're doing a big book signing at the Baylor Bookstore. Uh, Scott will be out there from noon to 2. And uh, tomorrow, so you go to the Baylor Bookstore, get your book. I think you can buy a book there or just bring your book with you, and then he'll inscribe something. Don't make him write something too long, but I bet he'll put a little personal note for you if, you, if you'd like. But uh, Scott will be uh, doing that, and I would imagine they'll have a really nice showing. Of course, that's uh, Tuesday tomorrow at the 
Baylor Bookstore. Have always enjoyed the good folks over at the Baylor Bookstore, and I've made quite a few purchases from there over the years. I know Aaron has too, being a longtime Baylor Bear. All right, Aaron, it is time now to kind of see what's going on out there, and uh, I know we've got uh, news involving one of our favorite Baylor quarterbacks. What's on your plate, Aaron? That is correct. Gary Bohannon has a new school. Former Baylor quarterback Gary Bohannon found a new home over the weekend. He's transferring to South Florida, where he will be favored to start next season and has two seasons of eligibility remaining. He also took a visit to Missouri since announcing his transfer from Baylor. He told ESPN he also considered BYU, Georgia Tech, Liberty, and Oklahoma. Bohannon lost the starting job in spring practice to Blake Shapin. Coach Dave Aranda told Bohannon he'd be the backup uh, in time for him to enter the transfer portal and attempt to find a starting job if that's what he chose to do, which it is, uh, as he's going into his fifth season in college. Uh, USF returns last year's primary quarterback, Timmy McClain, but he was a true freshman who played in 11 games and finished with more interceptions, seven, than touchdowns, five, Bohannon threw for 18 touchdown passes and rushed for nine more last year, earning honorable mention all Big 12 honors. He missed the Big 12 title game, uh, but came back and led the Bears to a victory in the All-State Sugar Bowl over Ole Miss. Bohannon will be tested immediately if he does get the starting knob, n- nod. The uh, non-conference schedule for South Florida next year, Matt, includes BYU, Florida, and Louisville. All right, there it is. I like it. You're already looking at the schedule, kind of deciding who Gary's going to face as a USF bull, the Bulls. Um, that's a program that's kind of, you know, they've had some good moments. I feel like maybe Charlie Strong was went there at one point and didn't go so well, maybe post-University uh, of Texas. They got a coach named Jeff Scott. And, Aaron, you'll be happy to know I just uh, heard back from their head of uh, – of uh, their head SID, head of football, and um, they're going to put the uh, USF coach on with us to talk about uh, head coach uh, Jeff pretty- Scott. Yeah, why they wanted to, uh, why they were so interested in bringing in Gary Bohannon. So we'll, either tomorrow or Wednesday, Aaron, we will do that. Yeah, wait, that that should be a great interview. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll talk some, and maybe we'll ask him, hey, what is USF? Because I've been hearing rumblings that. A lot of the decisions they're making with their athletic department, Aaron, is in trying to ramp up so that the next round of uh, Big 12 expansion, they would be under more consideration. The first time around when they put everybody through the dog and pony show and it turned out to be a big embarrassment and they didn't expand, USF uh, was kind of out there. In fact, I would say that time USF might have been even – under more consideration than Central Florida. Since then, Central Florida, I think we they've had more success. They have a huge uh, uh, student body, and and so they they maybe brought more to the table. But USF is going to try to head in that direction. But uh, yeah, that's uh, that's those interesting. It'll be a good time to uh, visit with that coach. All right, Aaron. Well, I know you got a lot on your plate. What else do you have for us, sir? Detroit Mercy guard Antoine Davis, who finished third in the nation in scoring last year and entered the transfer portal in mid-April, announced today that he is returning to Detroit Mercy. He was strongly uh, rumored to be 
favoring Kansas State and new head coach Jerome Tang. Uh, but he is going back to Detroit Mer- Mercy. He entered the program, uh, the uh, transfer portal, in his own words, to explore uh, NIL deals. Well, apparently he got one that's pretty good that's going to allow him, well, not allow, but it made him decide to stay at Detroit Mercy. Jeff Goodman uh, tweeted that Antoine Davis agreed to a one-year NIL agreement with Chinese basketball manufacturer to produce custom glow balls. The deal could be worth in excess of six figures. So since he was able to secure the NIL deal he was looking for, while still at Detroit Mercy, where his father is the head coach, he decided to stay there. He is the all-time leading scorer there. He has been in the top five in scoring in the nation all three of his years in college. I was just looking, Aaron. We got some uh, an interesting release that came down from an NFL standpoint that we'll get into a little bit later today. But, uh, yeah, I this one, Antoine... This one got my attention, and um, it's just generally when somebody has been the basically a leading scorer in college, highly coveted, I thought our man uh, Jerome Tang would land him, and I'm telling you, it did not, um, it did not cut that way, and uh, I am, uh, I am really, the whole thing is, uh, is fascinating that he's ended up going back to Detroit. Now, Aaron... You were talking about, like, what the NIL deal he received. Walk me through this again. This is like a Chinese company, and he's going to put, like, his own designs on basketballs. Do I have that right? I I don't, because I was reading through this earlier, and it sounded interesting and both and pretty wild to me. Yeah, it's a a Chinese basketball manufacturer that, uh, makes glow balls and they will feature custom logos and designs by Davis and his marketing team. And when you say a glow ball, we're talking about like a glow in the dark type thing. Yes, glow in the dark, glow in the dark basketball. Glow in the bar, the glow in the dark basketball, the glow ball. <laughs> Aaron, I mean, do Chinese companies often kind of, you know, as they're making their glow in the bar, the dark basketballs? Do they do they kind of think you know what what if we got uh, what if we got a guy from Detroit Mercy that yeah, leading scorer over the there to from... design? <laughs> I mean, I where are we with China these days? I mean, I don't generally we we're very leery of some of the stuff going on over there. Not a not a you know, certainly a communist company uh, country, and uh, <clears throat> I mean I don't I don't think we dislike them as much as we do Putin right now. Well, we certainly don't hold them in high regard, but uh, somehow they've cut through all this, and the Chinese have gotten a hold of uh, of this young man. So, Aaron, I like this. I like this. And, in fact, Aaron, if you can find me a link, I'm going to buy for my daughter one of these glow-in-the-dark Antoine Davis design basketballs. All right? That sounds like a good birthday gift. She's got a birthday coming up soon. And I think I'm going to go this route. All right. Yeah, as soon as I see one, I'll let you know. According yeah. to uh, a report from 247 Sports, Louisville football coach Scott Satterfield believes that tampering occurred behind the scenes in the case of his former wide receiver, Tyler Harrell. Harrell entered no. the transfer portal in April, and upon his entry into the portal, 
247 Sports reported he would head to Alabama. Satterfield said, quote, I think it's not only him, it's happened before here. Last year we had a few guys that jumped into the portal and the next day they're announcing where they're going. You can look at it and know that something went on before they were in the portal. Allegations of tampering are not just happening at Louisville. Friday, I reported a Pittsburgh coach, Pat Narduzzi, reportedly calling new USC Lincoln coach Lincoln Riley to, quote, express his displeasure regarding rumors that Belitnikoff winner Jordan Addison was entering the portal to leave Pittsburgh in favor of a lucrative NIL deal with Riley and the USC Trojans. Where, where did that guy end up going? He hasn't decided yet. Jordan Addison, he hasn't picked a school yet. But it's oh. it's down to USC, Texas, and a few other schools. US, USC, Texas, and he could step back out of the portal and remain at Pittsburgh. I love this, man. I, I hope Satterfield just goes right after Saban. Can you imagine if Nick Saban called Satterfield? Can you just imagine how much he'd be shaking? Uh, Coach, uh, uh, I understand you made some allegations that we were uh, we might have been tampering with this young man. <laughs> I mean, he would run for the hills. I mean, we all know it's happening. I mean, you don't go in the portal. If you're like a big-time college athlete, you don't go in the portal without kind of sampling some things out there like, hey, well, so-and-so, would you all be interested? Would you all be interested? I mean, I, I, it, it, I mean, you think Baylor – I don't think Baylor tampered like with the LSU guy, but you don't think somebody from LSU? I mean, they had connections to to um, to Dave Aranda. I mean, at some point, somebody from his family might have said, "Hey, you know, Coach Aranda." I mean, I, I just don't. I, I can't believe well, the, that the, we're that the problem naive is now. When to, when schools contact them first, that's where the problem is. And I've got a story about that <laughs> next, and that's what the Louisville coaches say that people reached out to him before he entered the transfer portal. Well, I know. I'm just saying like, that's the that's just going to happen. That shouldn't You're happen. Saying, I, I know, Aaron. Well, I mean, I mean I'm okay. all for, yeah, I'm all for us doing all the right things and living by the rules. I'm just saying these coaches are like, uh, it's coming off as like extremely naive that they that no, thinking it's not. that this that this thing's, you know, uh, that, 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 oh, my gosh. Because b- bottom line is, and are you seeing all this stuff too, Aaron, about the NCAA now trying to act like they're going to retroactively go after people, NIL, and who's offering the money? I mean, it's all yeah, – this can. stuff is they – can't, they can't reverse this stuff now. They can't put the toothpaste back in the tube. All right, what's this next one, Aaron? What, what's happened? Just tampering. <laughs> Boston College wide receiver Zay Flowers, a two-time all-ACC selection – reportedly received six-figure offers to change schools this offseason via intermediaries with one offer as high as $600,000. But the uh, soon-to-be senior who never entered the transfer portal turned them all down, according to ESPN's Pete Thamel. Flowers said no schools talked to him directly but compared the ordeal to being recruited out of high school. He said he discussed the situation with his head coach, Jeff Halfley, before ultimately deciding to stay with the Eagles. Yeah, I that that was a story that I read, and I do find that interesting. It, it's one thing if they kind of know you're going to go in the portal, but when you kind of like you're saying, Aaron, when you haven't even shown an inclination, at least publicly, to go in the portal, 
and the offers are still coming in to move. I mean, this really is coming, uh, you know, about free agency. And that's where Baylor has to continue to be smart and and genuine and play up the, the you know, the whole – they were doing this before NIL, so I don't want it to be like, oh, Baylor's using, like, religion or something to their advantage. Well, the person over player – has been something Baylor's been doing for a while now. And I think this kind of goes back to maybe even Matt Rule and now Aranda and his group. Are, are, and, and, of course, Scott Drew has been involved with that for a long time. It, Baylor has to differentiate itself. If it tries to go toe-to-toe with Texas and Texas A&M and other schools in the, in the uh, recruiting people using money, uh, lucrative deals, Baylor will get obliterated. If they can go after people and say, hey, by the way, we had six players drafted. The University of Texas may pay you more money now, but they had zero players end up in the NFL draft. Now, that works. That stuff works. But um, I, 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 think, I, I, I think there are still... 50% of the players out there that are trying to get recruited that don't have their hand out. Now, there are about 50% of great players that are like, yeah, okay, this is legal. Tell me how much I can make. But I, I don't, like, that kid that came from BYU to Baylor and Jalen Bridges, Bridges from uh, West Virginia and, and even the kid from the JUCO, Dan Quentin Grimes. Aaron, I don't think those, those they did not strike me as shopping around, uh, let's see what kind of deals we can get elsewhere. But just because I don't think Baylor's wired that way. I think what Baylor's wired to do is go, we can help you work on your player development and make you a more attractive NBA prospect. I do think Baylor does that. I do not think Baylor is dangling a bunch of money in front of these kids. I just don't think they're... I, I don't think that's the way Baylor's wired right now. Maybe you say Mosley's being naive. Maybe, but I don't, I don't, I mean, does that sound like Scott Drew out there waving a bunch of money around? I, I don't think so. One more story, um, and it involves NIL, shockingly. <laughs> Wichita State fired athletic director Darren Boatwright last week amid growing criticism over the university's inability to compete in the new market of NIL payments to athletes. University President Rick Muma said in a news release that Boatwright had achievement and successes during his tenure, but there were significant ongoing concerns that became acute in recent weeks, ones that I did not believe could be addressed. Uh, Critics targeted Boatwright in recent weeks because Wichita State had not raised funds after the Supreme Court lifted the ban on college athletic college athletes being compensated for their name, image, and likeness, as the Wichita Eagle reported. So since he wasn't able to get an NIL program started, apparently, they ran him off. Isn't that interesting? I mean, it's kind of like stay up with the times or get left behind. Wichita State. I I gotta say, Aaron, I I'm somewhat. You're you're saying this boat right is uh, basically didn't really want to get 
get with it and and didn't want to jump in here on all this NIL stuff. He was reluctant to. I think and that's was, the reason. Yeah, what was his what was his whole reasoning? He, he, here's a quote from him that I think sums it up pretty good. He said, "Quote." Where we erred was focusing on educating our athletes about NIL and not just collecting cash and paying kids to come to Wichita State. We were told all along this was not pay for play, but now it appears the NCAA has no problems with that. So why not? That was from an interview before he was uh, fired, but it basically gives you his side of the story. (laughs) He didn't think that people were immediately going to be giving these kids a boatload of cash. Yeah. And uh, that's pretty much what happened. Well, the, the, you know, Aaron, to this point, somebody, I was reading a story today, and, and I'm surprised this caught them. I, I'm, I'm shocked that the people in charge of all this, I'm not talking about the NCAA. I'm talking about, like, a ADs and, and, and some of the presidents and all. I'm really surprised somebody real high up, said today was quoted saying the one thing that really caught them by surprise were these collectives that schools have put together and and again schools are not allowed to put them together they're run it's it's but but the schools can obviously sort of know what's happening the the these collectives are run by boosters i don't think i understand what i don't really understand is why would that have caught people by surprise that that these boosters would want to get heavily involved, and once this was allowed, they would look to start paying players. I mean, in a sense, like te- this gives a school like Tennessee that has not been good for some time a whole opportunity because they have enough alums that make a, a large amount of money that they can pull their resources together and and try to try to ramp things up in this space and that's why they've got this 2023 quarterback that apparently has been promised millions of dollars if he stays for three years so i that's really interesting to me that they were caught off by surprise now this ad probably wichita state basketball is such a huge thing there in fact basketball is their football it's been a great program for a lot of years and the handling of of that head coach and the way that ended that Greg Marshall guy who'd had such a great run there but that thing when when you have something awful happen like that and apparently he was horrible to people and screamed and cussed and all that generally the AD doesn't last past that and so I would imagine that played a role in this AD all right it is time to continue on with our program today. And I've got a couple things for you, college football-wise, and I have some things I wanted to share on more on Gary Bohannon because I think this is big for not only Baylor but Gary's future. There's a few more things I wanted to say. We'll do it next. This is the Baylor Sports Beat, a daily look inside Baylor Athletics. Now, here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Everybody's never check Baylor Athletics on the Monday afternoon. Baylor Sports Beat coming up. We'll wrap up the weekend. Plus, Baylor women's golf off to a terrific start in the NCAA Stillwater Regional in Stillwater, Oklahoma. Details straight ahead on today's Baylor Sports Beat. 
Parenting is full of surprises. You never know what to expect. So after our son was born, I called my Texas Farm Bureau insurance agent to set up a life insurance policy in case something happened to me. Sawyer is now two. And we'll soon have a sister. There's no one else I would trust with protecting my family. Visit Texas Farm Bureau Insurance today at tfbinsurance.com for an agent you can trust with life's most important decisions. Coverage and discounts are subject to qualifications and policy terms and may vary by situation. Not only will you find an award-winning dealer at Allen Samuels, but you'll also find some great award-winning products. The 2021 Ram brand ranked number one automotive brand on J.D. Power's initial quality study. The 2021 Dodge brand ranked number two behind Ram and the 2021 Jeep Gladiator named highest quality midsize truck. Allen Samuels, 201 West Loop 340 in Waco, where we deliver quality. Come by. Let's be friends. Now back to today's Baylor Sports Beat. Here again is the voice, John Morris. And welcome back. Beginning a new week in Baylor athletics, and the week is off to a great start. Thanks to Baylor women's golf, they lead after one round of the NCAA Stillwater Regional in Stillwater, Oklahoma. Baylor with a plus-four score of 292 in the first round completed today. Baylor with a one-stroke lead over Clemson in second place. Host Oklahoma State and Arizona State sitting in a tie for third. Four strokes off the lead and the pace set by Baylor under testing conditions this afternoon in Stillwater. Here's Baylor women's golf coach Jay Goble. I really think this is a great golf course to have a regional championship because you have to fight so hard out here every day, and it prepares you for, for what you're going to see in postseason. It prepares you for what you're going to see at nationals. So, you know, the fact that we had some stumbles coming in but then made some great uh, two eagles and birdie or something on the last last hole here, I mean, again, shows our perseverance. But this, uh, this is going to be a fight until the end of Wednesday. I mean, that's just the way – regionals is and we're gonna go through our process the same way we always do we're gonna reflect on the round go out and work on stuff we need to get better at for tomorrow and we're gonna get ready to go grind it out on tuesday jay gobel and baylor women's golf with the lead after the first round of the ncaa stillwater regional second round comes up tomorrow third and deciding round on wednesday from karsten creek in stillwater oklahoma also from the weekend, Baylor softball closes the regular season with one win in their series with Texas, but a big win, 17-3 on Saturday. Baylor will be the number five seed in the Big 12 tournament beginning Thursday in Oklahoma City, matched against number four seed Iowa State at noon on Thursday in OKC. And Baylor men's tennis advances to the Sweet 16 of the NCAA tournament with a 4-2 win over Texas A&M on Saturday. Baylor will be matched against Stanford in the Sweet 16 of the tournament. The match this Friday evening, 6 p.m. at the Heard Tennis Center in Waco. And that's today's Baylor Sports Beat. More tomorrow. I'm John Morris. Your weather report is brought to you by the Nitsche Group. Since 1949, the Nitsche Group Insurance Agency has offered Texans policies for their personal, commercial, and bonding insurance needs. Check them out at nitschegroup.com. With the Nitsche Group Insurance Agency, Texans can go to one company and get access to insurance coverage options from many carriers. Learn more at thenitschegroup.com. 
This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. Our upper level ridge continues to dominate. Matter of fact, hot and dry weather expected all week long. Increasing clouds tonight, we drop to 74 degrees. Tomorrow, mostly cloudy as you wake up, but then decreasing clouds throughout the day. It'll be hot and humid with a high of 94. And the same story on Wednesday. Clouds in the morning, sunshine in the afternoon with a high of 93. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. ESPN Central Texas is your home of the Texas Rangers. Hey, this is Tom Barfield with the ESPN Central Texas Morning Show, and I'm here to tell you that Hurley Benefits has played a big role in helping me and my family with all of our health, dental, and vision insurance needs. Don't have health insurance? I highly recommend you call the experienced and knowledgeable team at Hurley Benefits. They specialize in affordable life insurance, health insurance, dental and vision insurance, Medicare supplements, and much, much more. Check them out at HurleyBenefits.com. That's H-U-R-L-E-Y Benefits.com. For a limited time, refinance your vehicle and have 90 days with zero payments. Only at Genco FCU. Refinancing lowers your rate and you pay less for your car. You can't pass on rates as low as 1.75% for 48 months. Apply online today. Annual percentage rate subject to change without notice. Subject to credit approval, membership eligibility, and loan policies. Go to GencoFCU.org. NCUA equal housing lender. My money, my future. The voice of the Bears, John Morris. Weekdays at 3 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Enjoy one-of-a-kind luxury and lounge at the Baylor Club, located in the heart of McLean Stadium. This elite club offers a five-star member atmosphere for all your work and play needs with a master culinary team and outstanding hospitality. Weddings, milestones, business, and birthdays, a stadium roaring with bear spirit featuring stunning city skyline views. Baylor Club truly has it all. For interest in membership or your next private event, call 254 710 John Morris here telling you all about my friends at Marineland Boating Center, home of Crest Pontoon Boats and Yamaha Outboards. They have boats in stock for immediate delivery. Enjoy days of fishing and family boating fun from Crest Pontoons, powered by Yamaha Outboard Motors. Only at Marineland Boating Center, I-35 at Loop 340 South, or on the web at MarinelandWacoYamaha.com. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Weitz with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by Hurley Benefit Services. Bosqueville baseball moves to the area around, beating Ranger over the weekend. Crawford softball moves to round three in the UIL playoffs, getting past Tom Bean. The Lady Pirates will face Italy in a three-game series from Waco ISD starting Wednesday night. Dallas Mavericks even their series with the Suns at two games each with a 111-101 win last night. The series returns to Phoenix tomorrow night. Tonight in the NBA playoffs, Milwaukee at Boston. Bucks lead that series 2-1. And Golden State at Memphis, where the Warriors lead their series 2-1. MCC softball is heading to the College World Series, getting past Temple College. Former Baylor quarterback Gary Bohannon is headed to South Florida as a transfer. Dallas Stars game four in the NHL playoffs tonight with Calgary from the AAC. Puck drops at 8.30. Stars lead that series 2-1. Sports Center every 20 minutes only on ESPN Central Texas. Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas, fun Monday. Had uh, Scott Drew on, talk about his new book. And then Aaron, I mean, we had kind of a uh, 
philosophical discussion about whether to whether to foul uh, went up three uh, at the end of halves or games. Um, well, I, I, obviously at the end of games, not the end of halves. But uh, um, so that's a uh, that's a contentious. You know, there are different two schools of thoughts on that. And I hear what he's saying. Um, there's always that chance that you don't get the foul. I think you've got to make the officials aware. You know, you're going to do it. But again, you you can't always trust that they're going to catch it. And then you miss it. Somehow they get by. So there are a bunch of like doomsday type scenarios. Then of course they, if you foul and they go to the free throw line, they could miss and get it on purpose. I, I think I still think that's a higher hill to climb and a mountain to climb than letting just playing defense and letting someone get away with like a wide open three or even a contested three. I would rather put them at the line and finish up that way. But it was a good discussion. There are different players on uh, different coaches. They they debate that on that staff. And they have uh, – and I think that's what Scott was talking about is there's different ways to uh, to get the number four. And they don't always get there the exact same way. And um, and so there's some, some good debate on that. Now, I, I said it earlier, Aaron, during uh, Campus Confidential – uh, talked about the uh, Gary Bohannon deciding where where to go, and uh, Gary has been one of the great Baylor Bears. Uh, he stuck around, stuck around, got an opportunity, got his opportunity, helped lead Baylor to one of the greatest seasons ever, a uh, a Sugar Bowl win, and he was rewarded by you know losing the quarterback job. And did he do anything to lose it? Well. I don't think so. I just think Blake Shapen showed them that they could uh, have more in the arsenal. I think if they truly had thought that Blake Shapen would stick around if he lost the job, maybe it's a different discussion. But I think the thought of losing a quarterback that had had a couple of years now to learn the systems, been involved, had two springs, and is it can do what he can do in the passing game, you cannot afford to lose Blake Shapen. Now, interestingly, Aaron, you'll like this. I it, it made me think today when he went to USF. I I thought, where did wait where Jacob Zeno go? And then it occurred to me he went to UAB, and so I actually reached out to Jake Jacob Zeno. I was kind of interested to see how his spring went. It turns out that UAB uh, had a really good quarterback last year. Bill Clark's a great coach. They went 9-4, and four, but the quarterback was hurt for the spring, so Zeno led the first team out there. That doesn't mean Zeno's going to be the starting quarterback for UAB this year, but all this Gary stuff just got me thinking about whatever happened to Jacob Zeno, who was a uh, really good, young, hot prospect uh, for Baylor, who a lot of people thought would win the job, but Gary Bohannon won the job, and Jacob Zeno transferred. Now Gary has gone to the University of South Florida, USFF, USF, <clears throat> the Bulls. They are in Tampa. Now, I think everybody, Baylor fans, should be excited for him. I thought he would have other opportunities. I think he went and took a peek at Missouri in the SEC. Why would he choose USF? USF? Well, there's a few reasons. One, I think Gary probably looked and, and did not want to sit out 
and and was probably told you will come here and you will play immediately. I'm not saying you won't have to go and fight for it and do all those things. Maybe they'll wait till the fall to make some announcement. But I don't think Gary Bohannon is going to lose a battle to Blake Shapin and then go somewhere where he's going to possibly lose another battle. This is a team, I think USF, that's on the come. They've, they've had some good moments in the past, but they've had some struggles. And lately, they've tried to do some things to get better as far as their facilities and everything. I think they're a team that could very much use somebody with Gary Bohannon's um, uh, strength of character, uh, the fact that he can move, the fact that he brings with him all sorts of credibility. Gary Bohannon is probably about the greatest bridge quarterback you could ever have. If you don't think you have your great young stud quarterback yet and you're desperately trying to get your program to the next level, why in the world wouldn't you bring in Gary Bohannon? Now, Aaron, I would like for you to reach in that big stack of papers that you were going through, and I I am curious because you read earlier when you were doing the Gary story, I hope you haven't thrown all that away, you were reading about who USF is playing this year. And a couple of those schools that they're playing got my attention. One of them we were just doing a story about. One of them was Louisville, who apparently they're angry because they lost a big front-line type wide receiver. But I, I, I got to say, Aaron, while you're looking for that uh, non-conference uh, schedule that USF will have, I, I just cannot wait to see how Gary does. Now, we're going to have the USF coach on. You're like, well, why would you do that? Well, I, I, think, it, I think it'll be fascinating to kind of look at the portal process, what they told Gary, what they said about him. And then I'm also interested in USF because I think USF, eh, USF, is desperately trying to position themselves, like SMU and others, for this next round of Big 12 expansion. There might be more expansion once OU and Texas leave. A lot of that will be up to who the uh, who the new commissioner is, and we'll see how that all goes. Are they going to have a former AD? Are they going to have someone like Bowlesby that has his kind of credentials? Or are they going to go outside the box and have somebody that knows more about the entertainment world like what the Pac-12 did with that George Klievkoff, uh, who they brought in there. Aaron, who is the USF, their non-conference schedule? I like when you said that earlier, and I, was, I wanted you to refresh my memory. Uh, they have USC host BYU and Howard, and they travel to Gainesville to take on Florida, and they're also at Louisville. So BYU, Louisville, and Florida are the three big ones, obviously. BYU, Louisville, and Florida. One of those schools is is getting ready to come into the Big 12. Florida has a new coach. Billy Napier is going in there from uh, Louisiana. Uh, and and uh, talking about University of Florida. And then Louisville, which is trying to kind of, after being good for a while and taking a step back, they're trying to get things moving in the right direction again. Find it interesting. And uh, Gary was on the field playing BYU. He would have been playing at BYU if he had won the Baylor starting quarterback. He's still going to end up playing BYU. Aaron, he cannot get away from the LDS folks. <laughs> Gary's, they're just, BYU's always going to be 
on the schedule. So may have been part um, of his decision. He's like, I- I'm leaving Baylor, but I still want to beat BYU. Where can I go? <laughs> he still wants to play against BYU. And uh, I saw that that running back got drafted, by the way, from BYU in the third or fourth round. Yeah, he went to Atlanta, and he's got a very good chance to play a lot. They cut Mike Davis last week, so he's he's going to be on the field quite a bit. I still think that was one of the best plays of all of last season is that running back, Algiers, I think is his name. Is it Tyler Algier, Algiers or something like that? He he did – Arizona State guy was running the – they had gotten a uh, uh, like a – I don't know if it was a pick six or a fumble that they picked up, and the guy was breezing in for a touchdown, and that Algiers ran him down from like 20 or 30 yards behind the play – ran the guy down, smacks the ball out, and recovers the fumble right down there by the goal line. And I and I every I promise you Dave Aranda showed that to his team. It was one of the great effort effort plays. Now Dave Aranda made me think of one thing. I, I was looking Aaron, our old friend Travis Roder, you know, he went over to the uh, the internet fellas uh and they're not having him on. And we loved having Travis Roder on. Well I, I Travis said something really interesting. He was talking about Terrell Bernard going. We just had Terrell Bernard on. We need to have Ebner on this week, by the way. All these things pop into my head while I'm on the air. Remind me, Aaron, note to self. Let's let's track down and try to have Treston Ebner, who is now with the uh, Chicago Bears. Okay? And we'll have him on. But our, our friend Travis Roeder had said this about... Terrell Bernard. He didn't mean this as a knock on Bernard. He meant this on the quality that they're bringing in at the will position, at weak side linebacker. He does not think there will be much fall off. Now, I don't think you replace Terrell Bernard's uh, leadership skills. I think he's an elite leader, and I think he's an elite player. Now, what our man Roeder is talking about is he has tremendous feeling for this LSU transfer, Josh White, and then also the other guy that's more of a coverage linebacker, and I think he can come up and thump as well, but I think he's great at dropping back in coverage, and we're talking about Will Williams, the the uh, the player that uh, was, you know, he played some last year, but uh, he's going to be in more of like a starting-type role. Aaron, think about the linebackers. Think about you lose the great Terrell Bernard, and yet you bring back Dylan Doyle, Matt Jones, Will Williams, and you bring in the guy from LSU, Josh White. I mean, this is a really remarkable uh, group of front seven that Baylor's going to have with that defensive line, Apuika, uh, Jackson player coming in. This is going to be a really, really good group as Baylor puts this thing together. All right, Aaron, I thought you would like some good college football talk. We've kind of turned this into a college football hour um, today, and then it was great to have Scott Drew on earlier talking about his new book. And um, Aaron, whatever you want him to, we're going to get you one signed and Whatever. To my favorite producer, you want him to put that, Aaron? Would that be a good one? <laughs> if I get great. Scott to, would that be good? Okay. Um, it is uh, the Matt Mosley Show. Back in a few moments with what we call the dismount. That's next.
ESPN Central Texas is your flagship station for Baylor Athletics. Don't miss out on the Fiesta Mets Delicious specials going on now at La Fiesta in Waco. From Fiesta fried ribs tossed in honey chipotle barbecue sauce drizzled with chipotle mayo to the all-new Lotez Esquite jalapeno roasted corn. Plus our other new Barria menu. Exquisite savory dishes full of culture and tradition like the all-new Barria enchiladas. And don't forget about their all-new fried ice cream topped with chocolate caramel sauce. La Fiesta, Waco's original Tex-Mex since 1963. Located on Franklin Avenue in Waco. Helmet Aerospace in Waco has been employing people in the Waco area for nearly 50 years. Now is the time to join their team. With current openings in packaging, shipping, production, engineering, machining, quality, supply chain, and sales. Offering excellent starting pay, benefits from the day you start, and advanced opportunities. Apply now at howmet.com slash Waco Careers. Howmet Aerospace on Imperial Drive in Waco. Apply today. Central Texas horse enthusiasts find a large selection of saddles at Appaloosa Trading Post Rodeo Pond. They feature new and used saddles from names like Billy Cook and Cactus. Plus, they have a large selection of children's saddles. Trade-ins are welcome and financing is available. Apply today by texting 16118-222462. You'll enjoy one-on-one customer service at the world's best western store, Appaloosa Trading Post and Rodeo Pond, 3101 North Robinson Drive in Waco, and on Facebook. Your home for Baylor baseball is ESPN Central Texas. With so many companies and policies out there, it gets so confusing shopping for insurance, and I never know if I'm getting the policy that's right for me. Luckily, I met the team at the Nitchie Group Insurance Agency. With the Nitchie Group, you can go to one company and get access to coverage options from many insurance carriers, and you get to speak to a real person about your specific coverage needs. With the Nitchie Group, I know I'm getting the right coverage at the right price. If you need insurance, talk to the experts at the Nitsche Group at 1-800-258-8302. Since 1943, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has been the number one provider of structural pipe ranging from one half inch to 24 inch in diameter. They can handle all your fencing needs. They also carry square tubing from one half inch to six inches for weekend warrior projects such as deer stands and ornamental iron jobs. If you need purlin, tubing, beams, weld plates, H-braces, fence posts, culverts, or metal building supplies, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has the largest inventory of those products in Central Texas. Pioneer Steel and Pipe, with locations in Waco and Bryan and at pioneerboys.com. Stay close. The Dismount with Matt Mosley is coming up on ESPN Central Texas. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Weitz with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by Hurley Benefit Services. Bosqueville baseball moves to the area round, beating Ranger over the weekend. Crawford softball moves to round three in the UIL playoffs, getting past Tom Bean. The Lady Pirates will face Italy in a three-game series from Waco ISD starting Wednesday night. Dallas Mavericks even their series with the Suns at two games each with a 111-101 win last night. Series returns to Phoenix tomorrow night. Tonight in the NBA playoffs, Milwaukee at Boston. Bucks lead that series 2-1. And Golden State at Memphis, where the Warriors lead their series 2-1. MCC softball is heading to the College World Series, getting past Temple College. Former Baylor quarterback Gary Bohannon is headed to South Florida as a transfer. Dallas Stars game four in the NHL playoffs tonight with Calgary from the AAC. Puck drops at 830. Stars lead that series 2-1. Sports Center every 20 minutes only on ESPN Central Texas. It's time now for the dismount on the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. 
All right, Aaron, it's become, uh, we have to say goodnight. That's what we do in the dismount every day at the very end. Thank you for listening. My gosh, we've had such an extremely supportive audience. Also, listen to our morning offering. It's game time, 7 to 9. Garrett Ross does such a nice job. Ward, Ward's always, he's a big-time morning person. And then Tom. Tom's a man who loves to wake up about 4.30 a.m., and then just talk some sports. I, It's not for me. Like, I'm talking about uh, getting up early is not for me. But people who do it, I'm very impressed. And uh, good job by the morning crew. And then, of course, uh, John Morris. You can hear him at 3 o'clock every day. He's been doing it for years and does a superb job. And he's the he's got that very pleasant-sounding voice that just puts everyone at ease. And uh, even... Even uh, Aaron seems real relaxed until he has to work with me at 4. I think his 3 o'clock is extremely <laughs> smooth every day. And about 4 o'clock, things get a little haywire. But uh, but I think he – Aaron, you like the excitement of never quite knowing what's going to happen, right? Do you kind of like – there's a part of you that likes that, a twisted part of you? I do. You know, with John's show, you know exactly how it's going to go with the show. You never know where it's going to go. That's both good. I think uh, Tom would like to see more organization with this show, but uh, but Tom, Tom Tom does a good job of leaving me alone. Honestly, I have to praise him on that. He, uh, I think, I think he learned right away. I don't respond really well to coaching. Okay, this is the uh, uh, this is it just happened, Aaron. The NCAA Board of Directors has adopted NIL guidelines that clarify existing bylaws prohibiting boosters from recruiting sources tell si now oh good we're gonna get this thing cleaned up as si now reported that's sports illustrated last week schools with boosters who have induced prospects through nil will will be investigated including past deals oh my gosh we're all scared oh man everybody's gonna be on probation death penalties all around All right, everybody, have a great evening. We will talk to you tomorrow at 4 o'clock. It is the Matt Mosley Show saying good night. For Aaron Sexton, I'm Matt Mosley. Good night. This is the Big 12 Buzz, a daily look inside Big 12 athletics. Here again is the voice of the Baylor Bears, John Morris. Everybody, it's never a check of Big 12 Athletics on the Monday Spectrum Big 12 Buzz. Coming up, Big 12 softball has completed its regular season. It's on to the tournament in Oklahoma City beginning on Thursday with Oklahoma as the number one seed and the regular season champ. Details straight ahead on today's Spectrum Big 12 Buzz. Hey folks, John Morris for the Bruneratto family. If you're thinking about a Chevrolet, Chrysler, Buick, Dodge, GMC, Jeep, Cadillac, Toyota, or quality pre-owned vehicle, visit Bruneratto.com. Bruner serves all of Texas with delivery to your location. Now Baylor fans get the Bruner advantage at no additional cost with every new vehicle.